0: Good morning, welcome to worship for Sunday the October the second from the World. Just spend a moment looking at those two pictures on the wall behind me. They're on the wall where I sit every morning whilst I'm having breakfast. The upper picture is a pen drawing of a church in my last appointment. The lower picture is that of the mill pond at Yarmouth on the Isle of Wight, where I spend a lot of time sailing and discovering peace. Both of these pictures were given to me as gifts to remind me of the time that I spent within those areas. Each are pictures for me reflecting hope and peace and love, the key themes of what we are reflecting on today. Lamentations has the following words, and I want to use these as our call to worship. This I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Let's sing together from Singing the Faith, number five six four O thou who camest from above. Let us pray together. Great God, weaver of galaxies, forger of stars, you do not slumber or sleep. We praise you for your sustaining love. Lord Jesus, you shared our human life of work and rest. You loved us to the end and fashioned our salvation from the wood of the cross. We praise you for your tireless love. Gracious, Generous and transforming spirit, at work in our communities and churches and our lives, we praise you for your inexhaustible love. As we lift our hearts to you, we know that we are part of a great multitude whose voice of prayer is never silent, whose song of praise never dies away. Faithful one, grant us to know your presence with us now. Amen. When we have taken you and your care for granted, Lord, have mercy. When we have not responded to your voice in the need of our neighbour, Christ, have mercy. When we have turned away from your loving and redemptive purpose, Lord, have mercy. God sent his Son not to condemn the world, but to save it with joy, we receive the gracious word that all of our sins are forgiven. May our souls praise our merciful Lord, who crowns us with love and compassion. Amen. Our first reading is taken from the prophet Habakkuk, and it's of two parts there are some verses from chapter 1 and some verses from chapter 2 and this describes the complaint that Habakkuk has heard from the people and relays to God and then God's answer to that complaint O Lord how long shall I cry for help and you will not listen or cry to you violence and you will not save why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise, so the law becomes slack, and justice never prevails. The wicked surround the righteous, therefore judgment comes forth perverted. I will stand at my watch post and station myself on the rampart. I will keep watch to see what he will say to me and what he will answer concerning my complaint. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets, so that a runner may read it. For There is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Look at the proud. Their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous live by their faith. The Gospel, Luke chapter 17, reading from verses 5 to 10. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave, who has just come in from the ploughing or tending the sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, We are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I don't know about you, but at first reading, I find that parable terribly motivating, or rather, demotivating, I think is the way I want to express it. And it sort of had me turning my thoughts back to the other part of Luke chapter 12 in which a master rewards diligent servants by insisting that they take it easy while he serves them. This parable is role reversal and it's very, very subtle. At the start, Jesus casts the listening disciples into the role of the master to make a simple point about how those with financial power, with financial clout, expect to get what they have paid for as a right, not just as a favour. Jesus then turns the tables. The disciples switch from the role of entitled master to that of unappreciated servant, who say, well, I've only done my job. Those servants admit themselves unworthy of special appreciation, as they have not added value or gone the extra mile. Grace and gratitude seem absent from this workplace. The boss who never says thank you, the person for whom your efforts are never enough, or, on the other hand, the worker who never seems to put in more than the strict letter of their contract. I think we can recognise these characters, perhaps they're painfully familiar, but what are they actually doing here in this story? Who or what is this story really all about? Where are we, or God, in this? We could say that the story reminds us that however much we feel we do for God, this doesn't establish an obligation, or to state it in a different way, perhaps more positively, We do not ask for any reward, save that of knowing that we do thy will, from the prayer of Ignatius Loyola. But it is relevant that this parable is a response that the disciples' direct request increase our faith. If a mustard seed is small enough to achieve a mustard seed of faith is small enough to achieve that tree shifting act then it is not the raw quantity of faith that matters but that faith is used and this is where the parable's emphasis on being put to work starts to make a lot more sense. Jesus offers his disciples no formula for increasing personal faith but instead describes a long and gruelling workday. The unglamorous process of getting on with what you know you must do and are expected to do. Indeed, in our Christian daily lives, all that faith can do. It's an honest, a familiar picture of keeping going whether or not we feel appreciated or see any results. But As our acts of faith and love repeat, we may find that God has grown the faith which we have exercised or put to work. Indeed, the turbulent, the challenging conditions which sometimes bring us to the end of ourselves may be just where that growth can happen, where we can continue to hang on in there and hold and use our faith, small and fragile as it is. Sometimes I think it can be hard to see the good news in this parable but the assurance that God can grow our faith in the sometimes unpromising conditions of our lives that we can find the purpose he brings strengthens us through our hard and apparently unrewarding work for the kingdom, that might be the best news of all. Dietrich Bonhoeffer put it in these words. It is only by living completely and working for a com- kingdom in this world that one learns to have faith, living unreservedly in life's duties, problems, successes, yes, and failures. In so doing, we throw ourselves completely into the arms of God, taking seriously not our own sufferings, but those of God in the world. That. I think is faith. Let us spend a few moments in prayer. Let us hold in prayer our world, created in beauty, redeemed at measureless cost, touched and transformed by God's Spirit. May God give wisdom to all in authority, that they may serve the welfare of people and planet, uphold justice and defend the vulnerable. May God give deliverance to those whose lives are broken by war and oppression, poverty and disaster. May God give guidance and hope to all who seek a way forward in their lives, the lives of their communities and the life of the church. May God give comfort and healing to broken hearts and bodies. May God give us assurance of his presence all our days. Renew our faith, hope and love and sustain us and all God's faithful people until we see God face to face. Amen. We draw our prayers together as we say the prayer that Jesus taught us. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We join together in singing the hymn from Singing the Faith, number 628, Faithful One.
1: You're my rock. Faithful one, so. to
0: blessing to finish our time of worship today may God surround you sustain you and renew you in your waiting and working may God increase in you faith hope and love and assure you that you are never alone Amen